Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 18 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called American Gothic. Finally, a big Catherine episode. It's been quite some time. You've been waiting for a big Catherine episode. Me personally, I've been waiting for a big Elijah episode. We both were happy today. Check both our boxes today. I'll start, as always, by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Elena and Rebecca take off in search of Catherine and find themselves in a small town in Pennsylvania, where Elena has a surprising encounter with another old acquaintance, Elijah. Stefan and Damon are both concerned about Elena's state of mind and are determined to do what's best for her, but she makes it clear that helping her will be difficult. Damon is not sure how to react when Stefan reveals his unexpected plan for the future. Meanwhile, in Mystic Falls, Klaus receives Caroline's reluctant help and comes to a new understanding of Silas's powers. That he does. He really gets faced with it head on, huh? He sure does. But we start the episode in some small town. We don't know the name at first. We later find out it's Willoughby, Pennsylvania. Elena and Rebecca pull up and park on the street in a Porsche, new car. They were in Damon's car last week. Yeah, and then clearly they ditched that, trade up for a nicer, newer model. Yeah, they traded it up for a car from this century. Yeah. Rebecca says, hey, why are we stopping? And Elena says, well, we've searched three cities in the last 24 hours. I'm sick of top 40 radio and I smell like leather. It's like, then buy a CD, bitch. I know that car has Bluetooth, too. Yeah, I know you have Bluetooth. Do you not have your iTunes library ready to go? None of you want to go on Ox? No, she does have her iTunes library, but it's all human Elena songs. And she's like, these are all so fucking depressing because human Elena was into Lana Del Rey. And she's like, oh, my God, this bitch won't shut up. I can't. She's like the top 40 is better than whatever human Elena was listening to. Yeah. Human Elena definitely listens to top 40, but also is like a Swifty. Yeah. And she's a Swifty before now. She's a Swifty when the show came out. So she was like listening to like Fearless, Speak Now. She's specifically a Fearless and Speak Now Swifty. Absolutely. I know when she and Stefan broke up and she she, like put last kiss on repeat, bitch. (laughs) When Stefan left town, it was back to December for fucking months. So of course, when (laughs) emotions awful and she said, I cannot listen to back to December again. I cannot (laughs) listen to Speak Now anymore. It's like, I just can't. I can't do it. Rebecca says, hey, that's my fault. You're the one who stole the list of Catherine's whereabouts. Did you ever consider that Damon had bad info? Elena says, hey, have I mentioned that I can't stand the sound of your voice? (laughs) And it's like, that wasn't really necessary. (laughs) Rebecca doesn't even let that face her. She says, "Okay, too bad. We're not done. So get in. We're going to the next town. Elena says, "Uh, in a minute, I'm hungry. Rebecca says, we are not here for a pub crawl, okay? I want the cure. Catherine has it. We don't stop till we find her. It's really that simple. And Elena says, oh my God, in a minute. Yeah. Elena's like, shut up. I'm getting a snack. So Elena goes up to a woman loading her groceries or something in her car. And she gets really close to her as Elena does. And the woman's like, oh my God, you startled me. Yeah, Elena's favorite game is to just like show up behind someone. And then Elena says, oh, did I? And then she flashes her veins. You know, she gets ready to bite. But the woman says, uh, Catherine, what are you doing? Elena says, uh, you know me? The woman says, yeah, of course. I know most people around here prefer you feed from the neck, but I actually drink my wrist, remember? And she holds her wrist out. There's already bites there. And Rebecca's like, oh, my God, that conniving little bitch compelled the whole town. That's so slay of Catherine. She nailed it. Elena says, what's my full name? And the woman says, Catherine Pierce. Love the new do, by the way. Elena's like, yes, people are still coming in my hair. Elena's like, and they like it more than Catherine's hair. (laughs) Elena is living off this haircut. 
And Rebecca says, how do you know Catherine? And the woman turns to Rebecca and she says, who? Elena says, me. How do you know me? And the woman's like, oh, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Rebecca says, so everyone here knows Catherine? And the woman says, again, I have no idea who you're fucking talking about. And this woman's like, stop asking about someone random. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and Rebecca's like, oh, my God. She compelled people to forget all about her unless she was talking to them herself. Very slay. Again, Catherine is queening. And this would have worked perfectly if Elena didn't show up. And like in a normal scenario, when Elena's humanity is on, she wouldn't be showing up for this. Yeah, she wouldn't be showing up and she wouldn't have like tried to bite someone. Yeah. Like maybe someone would have come up to her and been like, hey, Catherine. But it seems like they don't really do that. Mm -hmm. Elena says, oh, how long have we known each other? And the woman's like, I don't know, a while. And Elena says, where do I live? Where do I work? And the woman says, I don't fucking know. We're not that close. Yeah, she's like. You just bite my wrist every once in a while when you see me walking by. Like, I don't get to ask you about your life. What makes you think we're besties? I asked you how your day was once and you told me to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And you said wrist. (laughs) Elena says, who do I spend time with? Like, do I have any friends? And the woman's like, oh, well, you said we could all be friends with you as long as we kept your secret. And Elena says, what secret? And the woman says, "Uh, actually, I don't know. You said, actually, that's really interesting. I don't know what the secret is. Yeah, actually, I haven't really ever thought about it. It's so end of Hannah Montana, the movie. Yes. Keeping it a secret, the whole town. Catherine's living her small town fantasy. There are worse ways to spend your time. This is a pretty, pretty dope way to go. This is a good gig for a few years. Why not? Yeah, the only vampire in town. Everyone just lets you feed. You get to like hang out, eat for free at a cute little diner. Yeah. I'd do it. Sounds good to me. I don't know why they all insist on living in Mystic Falls where they are being hunted. Yeah, where they are being actively hunted and bringing issues to themselves. Just pop on over to a similar town in another state. Yeah, literally. I'm sure they have a grill. I promise you that. I promise you they have a grill. And if they don't, compel someone to build one. It's not that hard. Then we go over to the side of the road somewhere. Damon and Stefan pull up and they find Damon's car. And Damon's like, oh, my God, if they so much as scratch the paint. Stefan says, hey, you know what? Let's just be grateful Sheriff Forbes was able to track down the car after, you know, you let them steal it from you. He did let them get away. But it's like, well, his neck was snapped. Let's not fully blame Damon for this one. Damon says, oh, remind me to send the sheriff's mini muffins. Ha ha ha. Also, do we really need 10 gallons of gas? Are you making me lug this around as punishment? Well, you're going to have to fill it up eventually. Like, I don't understand. And don't you have super strength? Yeah. 10 gallons of gas is not like that heavy. And if it is, take two trips. But it is funny because Stefan took like a Ford Focus here. Yeah, he got a rental car. He did not take his little red car. Yeah, he said, hell no. Because he's probably going to leave that car on the side of the road. (laughs) Stefan says they ditched your car after it ran out of fuel. So we got to fill it up. We have 100 miles until we get to Willoughby. And Damon says, I do not remember that name from the list of places I got. And Stefan says, you mean the list they stole from right under your nose after you let your guard down? But Stefan says, hey, they'll be there. Sheriff Forbes tracked down the car they stole after they stole yours. And Damon says, oh, screw the muffins. I'll get her champagne if Elena is wherever it may be. You should be getting her champagne regardless. She does a lot for y'all. She does a lot for you. And you don't thank her enough. You don't thank her enough for coming around on vampires. Yeah, she's covered a lot of shit up. And yeah, that's her job, but... You guys don't consult her at all on the front end. You just start killing people and be like, hey, Sheriff, would love if you would cover up this death for us. You just burn down a whole house and be like, hey, Sheriff, here's the cover story we came up with. And she's like, you can't just burn down a whole house. That's suspicious. She's like, you know, there are arson inspectors, right? Like, they're going to see it. There was an accelerant here. She's like, guys, what do you want me to say to them? I don't 
I can't do that. She's like, I have hours of meetings with arson inspectors because of this. And they just compel them. And she's like, I can't. <laughs> Stefan says, Willoughby is the town they're going to, is the creamed corn capital of Pennsylvania. You mean the throw up capital of Pennsylvania? I like creamed corn. Actually, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just don't really like corn in general. Me too. And we don't see any of them eating creamed corn. I think he's just joking that it's like a town of the people. But in that case, why not say coal? Because creamed corn's funnier? I guess. Isn't Pennsylvania a coal area? How <laughs> would I know? <laughs> I actually don't know if that's true. Oh, so they can't say coal because then you'll get confused with Cole Michelson. Oh, but he's dead. <laughs> but that's the confusing part. <laughs> like, isn't he dead? Oh, they're talking about coal, the resource. Is Pennsylvania... <laughs> So then you get distracted. Cream corn avoids all of that. <laughs> that cream corn, you just quickly think ew, and then you move on. And then you move right on. <laughs> Stefan says they'll be there. Let's just hope we get to them before they get to the cure. And Damon says, ooh, silver lining. If Rebecca takes the cure, then she's mortal, and we can just kill her right then and there. And Stefan says, ooh, dark cloud. Alina stays a vampire forever. And then Stefan says, you know what? Why don't we table the revenge fantasies for now and just keep your eye on the prize, okay? Find Catherine, get the cure, get out before you get your neck snapped again. Stefan's like, we don't need to like worry about killing Rebecca every damn week, okay? Mm -hmm. That's just not really important right now. Let's just put one thing on our to-do list because getting the cure is a pretty major thing to do. Damon says, believe me, I learned my lesson. Elena without humanity is a stone cold bitch and I won't trust her till we get the old Elena back. And Stefan says, look at that. We are finally on the same page about something. And Damon says, look at that. Are uh, you guys? You just both want Elena to stop being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We're all on that page. You both want Elena in love with you. Yeah. Then we go over to Klaus's house. We check in with him because if we'll remember last week, he got a piece of the white oak steak broken off in his back by Silas, or so we think. He's struggling. He's, you know, screaming. He's like sweating. He's trying to like get it out. He can't quite reach it. He just pulls his skin. He breaks his own arm. It looks very painful. Yeah, he's just like trying to get in it. But of course, it's the middle of his back. So he can't really dig in there that much. Yeah. And he doesn't have, you know, really any friends. So he can't call anyone. Yeah, I was like, right now would be a great time to call you a friend and say, hey, can you dig this out of my back? Like, even Damon, when he got a bunch of stuff in him in Connors he was able to call Meredith. And you saw Daniel Gilly's name in the titles at the beginning. So you're like, oh, it's going to be Elijah here. Yeah, I was like, I clocked his name. He's going to be in this episode. So I was like, okay, maybe he'll he'll call his brother. Get some help. Nope. And then I immediately forgot that Elijah's name was in the credits <laughs> after that. Yeah. Because then you're like, who the hell is M? <laughs> but then the closest thing Klaus has to a friend, Caroline, walks in. Or so we think. And I'm like, oh, great. A Caroline scene. Caroline scene. Just what we wanted. He's sick and suffering. And she's here. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Caroline comes in and says, Klaus, we need to talk. And then she sees him. She's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And he says, Silas, he attacked me. He stabbed me with the white oak steak. A piece of it is still inside me. And Caroline says, oh, my God, Klaus, that could kill you. And he says, well, I do certainly feel like I'm dying. Yeah, he's like, I know it's painful. I hate it. And then she grabs his face. Very tender for a second. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, she's grabbing his face. I was it's like, like, Caroline. We're jumping right into this. I was like, oh, my God, girl, my jaw dropped. And then she says, and as much as I would love to watch you die, you still haven't found me that cure. And Klaus says, Silas. For a split second, I was like, why does Caroline want the cure? And I was like, oh. She says, that's right. Last night I looked like Shane. Today I look like Caroline. Tomorrow, who knows? So for all intents and purposes, Silas is a shapeshifter. 
You gaslit me into oblivion. To be fair, I did realize it. You just made me doubt myself. I can't believe how much I made you doubt it. You laughed in my face. I did. Gaslighter. Again, it's, I don't think they're ever going to say the term shapeshifter, but for all intents and purposes, he is a shapeshifter. Well, I was in this place that I was like, you know, maybe he's not physically shapeshifting, but he's clearly shifting into different hallucinations, which essentially is a shapeshifter. If he's shifting perception, it's still yeah shift. I think it is, we're meant to believe, mostly perception more than physical shifting. However, we've seen multiple people see the same thing. So I do think there is a physical aspect of it, too. Yeah. Not that we'll ever get it confirmed, not that it's really important. But it's just funny because then you said we were watching it and you said, see, he's really a shapeshifter. And I was like, is he? Because you made me doubt it so bad that even now I had to get even with confirmation. I had to tell you. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, uh, Silas is a shapeshifter. I cannot believe I knew it. Klaus says, show me your real face. And she says, well, now, why would I do that Uh, when I can look like whatever I want you to see? Silas approaches Klaus and says, resist me all you want, Klaus, but until you bring me the cure, I'll bring you nothing but misery. And then uh, she disappears. Ouch. Then we go back to Willoughby, Pennsylvania. Rebecca and Elena go to the post office. And Elena goes up to just a random post office worker and says, hey, do I have any mail today? Fine. He's at work. He says, oh, what happened to your hair? Not a compliment. Yeah, he did not compliment on it. He's like, why'd you put a red streak in? That's fucking weird. It's like, what happened to your hair? It's a lot flatter than usual. It really deflated. She says, oh, I cut it because she took it as a compliment. She doesn't care. And he says, in the last two minutes, and she says, I was here two minutes ago. I love this guy's being compelled. And he's like, you cut it in the last two minutes. Like he can't even, he's like, I have to say something. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. (laughs) And he says, oh, are you feeling okay, Miss Pierce? And she says, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. And then he leaves. And Elena's like, okay, she was here two minutes ago. So she can't have gotten that far. Rebecca, you check inside. I'll look in the parking lot. They split up. And then luckily, Elena spots a curly haired brunette in a car. And she's like, oh, my God, found her. Great. Awesome. She looks not Catherine, just another curly haired brunette. There are a lot of them out there. And then while she's looking at not Catherine, she's grabbed by actual Catherine and pushed up against a post office truck. And Catherine says, honestly, I'm impressed. I never thought you'd find me here. Oh, well, beautiful place to die. Then Rebecca appears, pushes Catherine off Elena and says, I couldn't agree more. You've chosen a beautiful place to die. And Catherine, of course, looks as slay as physically possible in her little lacy black booby shirt, leather jacket, stilettos, more hair than should ever be on one person's head. Then we go over to the town diner where Rebecca, Elena and Catherine are all sitting down having girls day. Elena says, where is the cure? And Catherine says, what? No, I'm here to avenge my annoying little brother speech. And Elena says, people die. We move on. And Catherine says, okay. I see what's going on here. Yeah. She said, step one in me getting out of this situation. <laughs> Identified. <laughs> she clocks this. She says, oh, after turning off our humanity switch. So sad for the boys, though. Their special little snowflake of human frailty is gone. She got him there. <laughs> she did. And then Catherine says, well, if we're going to be a while, I'm going to grab some menus. And she tries to get up from the table. You can't blame her for trying. Rebecca stabs Catherine's hand to the table with a fork and says, no, you're not going anywhere. And Catherine says, well, I forgot how charming you are. And Rebecca says, I'm surprised you remember me at all. Seeing as though you were so busy wedging yourself between my brothers. She says, it's what I do, baby. Yeah, she's like, it worked, didn't it? I'm still here. A waitress approaches. Her name is Jolene. She sees Catherine's hand and she's like, oh my God, what happened? Elena kicks Catherine to say something. And Catherine says, I'm fine, Jolene. She compels her. She's like, you didn't see anything. Jolene walks away. Elena says, you know, every minute you two waste with your yapping is another minute we give Stefan and Damon to find us. 
So Rebecca grabs Catherine. She says, where's the cure? Catherine says, I'm sorry, I am on Vervain, girly. And then Rebecca says, oh, I get to torture it out of you. Fun. There is nothing Rebecca loves more than bleeding someone of Vervain. It's her favorite pastime. She'd honestly rather people be on Vervain. She's actually more disappointed when people aren't on Vervain. It's like, oh, I can just compel you. Okay. It's too easy. <laughs> Catherine says, why do you two want it anyway? And Rebecca says, question is, why do you want it? Let me guess, to kill Nicklaus. And Catherine says, look, I've spent 500 years running from your brother, and I have no intention of being within sniffing distance of him. But since it can be used against him, I'm sure he's just itching to get his hands on it. I'll give him the cure. He gives me my freedom. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, she's like, I'm not trying to get close enough to kill him. I'm just trying to get out of this situation. And Elena says, oh, you poor victim. Where's the part in your plan where you screw us over and somebody dies? Girl, she screwed you over already. Like, you're not getting screwed over by her if you're never trusting her. What do you mean, where's the part in the plan? She was never with you. You're not involved in this plan at all. This plan involves her, Klaus, and Elijah. You two aren't involved. And she has a ba- she has multiple backup plans and decoys to keep you from even getting close to it. And why you're not thinking that already, that's your problem. Yeah, one thing about Catherine is she always has like four backup plans. You might want to consider that, but they never learn. Frankly, look, I get that you guys are so happy that you have her sitting in this diner booth that she can't leave the diner booth. Do you think, realistically, that you have full control over Catherine, that she will never get away from you in a town she knows better where everyone knows her? Be so fucking for real. Let's just be honest with each other. She's not like she's going to outsmart you. She's a slippery bitch. So the point is not to like figure out everything she knows. They waste their time with Catherine all the time because Catherine is smarter than them. She just is. They're never going to outthink Catherine. I don't know how they want to beat her. (laughs) I feel like you have to beat her just with sheer force and numbers. And luck. There has to be so many of you with all the same goals that like she can't get away with the real cure. You need more than two people watching her at, at any given time. Two is not enough. You need minimum three. And even that is tight. Also, I mean, we're not we'll get there when we get there. You asked her to lead you to the cure. She led you somewhere. Why would you ever think she led you to the actual place where the cure is? Yeah. But they're so stupid. Do you think she's that desperate? We do have to be realistic because we're talking about Damon here who hid the moonstone in a bowl of soaps. So that's about how much <laughs> thinking he does. Like, Let's be honest. We can't expect it from our team. Yeah. Everyone has their value and critical thinking is not a good guy's team value. And especially given that, like, you know, Elena was never the smartest one on their team either. I'm not saying this, but her intelligence has gone down with the humanity switch off. Yeah. So you're already at a lower standard than you were last time you saw Catherine. Catherine's always been smarter than you, and she gets smarter a lot faster. Because guess who understands what your plans usually are? Catherine. Well, and also Catherine figured out all this stuff about the hunter, the cure, all that by herself. Yeah. You guys all needed, like, multiple people to straight up tell you these things. Yeah. And hooking up with Elijah, well, she did it. It's honestly the way that they are always, like, Catherine's so evil and then also underestimating her. Like, if she's so evil, why are you letting her get away with this? She knows because she she knows what she's doing when she's dressing, like, all sexy because she's like, they're going to think I'm not as smart as I am. They're going to think I'm just using sex to distract them, which I am. But that's just one thing. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just the first layer. 
Elena is in this place too, where she's like, well, now that my humanity's off, nothing is holding me back. I can do anything. And it's like, if anything, Elena, your humanity gave you some insight into how people are acting. Yeah, empathy helped. Yeah, now she just thinks she's better than everyone. She doesn't consider for a minute that Catherine might be smarter than her. Anyway, Catherine says, look, I have no reason to screw any of you over. I know you don't believe me, but it is the truth. People change. I'm not the girl you think I am. Rebecca really quickly grabs the phone from her pocket and Catherine says, okay, I don't have the cure on me, you idiot. And Rebecca says, I don't think you did, but I'm sure there's something in this phone that can help us find it. Elena opens the phone and she finds a calendar appointment that says, meet M. And Elena says, who's M? And Catherine knows she ate already. She knows she's going to win this one because <laughs> she, she said M. Because it sounded so funny to me. I was like, it's crazy that Catherine would like have it that easy to just see her calendar invite. Like, but whatever. She's got to keep her appointment somewhere. And she does have an initials to make it harder to decode if you don't know. Obviously worked in her favor. I'm sure by now she knows that Haley is not dead. And the vampire that she sent to kill Haley is dead. So it's not a big leap that these people are now looking for her. Especially if she knows that the vampire that is dead will. She knows she got IDs from him and that Damon was there a lot of the 70s because she was probably avoiding that for like the plague. (laughs) Yeah, she probably had some sense that they were coming. So she wanted to get her meeting with Elijah on the books and done. And Catherine knows it worked. So she kind of lets them really think they won here. So she kind of acts like, oh, my God, I can't believe they found out that I'm meeting M. And at this time, who did you think M was? I thought it was a random witch. I was thinking like a new character, like someone who was like helping her hide the cure or something like that. Like I did not even remotely get to Elijah. Like I fell for it just like Elena did. So I'm talking a lot of shit about I know. how Elena is. It is iconic. We all fall for everything Catherine does. I mean, later you, you're like, oh, the cure is in the fish tank. But we'll get there when we get there. I keep jumping ahead today. Catherine says, M is a friend. Elena says, it says here you're meeting it too. I guess I'll just have to meet M myself. And Catherine giggle, giggle, giggles in her head. Catherine's like, go the fuck ahead. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> then we go back over to Klaus's house. Caroline enters. And at this point, we're not sure if it's real or fake, Caroline. Yeah, I was like, this better not be Silas again. I can't do it. She says, I got you 50 bajillion messages. This better be life or death. And Klaus says, go away. (laughs) And Caroline says, Klaus, where are you? And he's like, crouched on the floor. And she says, oh, my God, what happened to you? And he says, I need more time. Stop hounding me. And Caroline says, oh, I'm hounding you? I'm supposed to be running three different prom committees right now, and you keep phone stalking me. And that's when we as the audience know it's real Caroline. Yeah, I hope we get to see prom is all I'm saying. And I think we will. Just throwing that out. I do hope we get to see prom. If Elena's prom queen, I'm rioting, first of all. Actually, I, you know what? I hope it's Rebecca. You want Rebecca to be prom queen? I think she needs a win. She's only been to one school dance, and it wasn't really a dance because it was just her and Stefan. Prom would be her first and only school dance. Yeah, so I think it would be nice for her. I mean, I want Caroline, obviously, because I'm a woman of taste. But my second choice is Rebecca. I guess we'll see if we find out who prom queen is. Or if we see prom at all. Who knows? A high school show, prom, hard to say if we'll see it. Hard to say. (laughs) Hard to say indeed. If we did see prom, knowing that Caroline's planning it, what do you think the theme would be? Ooh, a night in Paris. You think Caroline would go that basic? Yeah. Okay. Simple, elegant. Wouldn't a night under the stars be more simple in Elena? I was going to say a night under the stars or Paris. I think those are the two options. Klaus says, Caroline, is it really you? And he gets up on the bench, the piano bench, and he says, prove it to me. 
And she says, okay, I don't know if this is some new way of flirting, but it sucks and I have more important things to do. And so she starts to leave. So that effectively proves it to him. <laughs> yeah. And he says, wait, please. Silas stabbed me with the white oak steak. There's a piece of it stuck inside me. When he started explaining this again, I was like, it would be funny if he explained again. And then Silas was like, ha! <laughs> it would have been iconic. But I was like, it would be so goofy to watch you have to explain this a third time that there's no way they're going to do that. Yeah. But I really was worried for a split second. Caroline says, why would Silas attack you? Klaus says, I was in no position to ask questions about why he's attacking me. Suffice it to say I'm hurt so you can understand why I called you. And she laughs because she can't. (laughs) She's like, there has to be someone else you can call. Gag is, no, there's not. Yeah, Gag is, you are his closest friend. She says, you ran Tyler out of town, killed his mother, and you think I'm the person to call for help. And he says, well, you know, if I die, like you and Tyler and all your friends will die with me. And she's like, "Okay, what do you want me to do? And he says, it's quite simple, really. I need you to cut the steak out of me. And he points at some like already bloody pliers on the ground. They just look painful. But I guess that's what you got to use. Then we go back over to Willoughby, Pennsylvania. Damon and Stefan have arrived. And Damon says, you know, something's not right. Catherine Pierce does not hole up in Hickstown, PA. First of all, this is a not Hickstown at all. This is a very like Stars Hollow-esque town. Yeah, it's very Hallmark Christmas movie. And it's similar to Mystic Falls. But they've found the Porsche. Stefan says, this is the car they stole, so we're definitely in the right place. And Damon says, wow, uh, points to them for their taste in vehicles. And Vampire Diaries is trying to get the Porsche account. They've been sponsored by Ford for too long. Yeah, I was like, did you guys get a Porsche ad? I doubt that. (laughs) And they're like, I don't want to keep talking about the Ford Fiesta. Stefan says, hey, let me ask you something, Damon. What happens when we find Elena? Like, how do we get her back to Mystic Falls? I mean, she's not exactly going to go quietly. And she has an original vampire as her bodyguard. Let's discuss. I do understand, like, we have to do these exposition things once they're in the town as a, f- a factor of the TV show. But they never have these conversations in the car. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, you guys just drove here. You drove at least a couple hours. Why didn't you discuss this in the car? <laughs> okay, let's discuss it now that we're here. Yeah, in the car, they're desperate to be on Ox. Each of them for different reasons. They're just uh, sharing songs with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let me add something to the queue. They have a Spotify blend. And it is like Bon Jovi and Lord. <laughs> yeah, it is like Whiplash on, on Spotify. Anyway, they're talking in town. Damon says, we're going to do whatever we have to do. I don't care if we have to throw Rebecca under a school bus and wrap Elena in a burlap sack. We do what we have to do. Stefan says, okay, I'm serious, though. Like, that's not really a plan so much as it is an idea. Yeah, it's just kind of you being pissy. Like, that's not an actual strategy. Yeah. And Damon says, I am being serious. I don't care what Elena wants. She's this close to going off the rails for good, and that ain't happening. She's a pain enough as it is. And Stefan says, hey, what happened to the guy that thought Elena should embrace being a vampire and let the chips fall where they may? And Damon says, well, I don't like where they fell. Damon says, well, obviously that didn't work. (laughs) He says, well, in retrospect, that might have been a little optimistic. Damon says that guy got his neck snapped in New York and this guy is royally pissed off. Oh, wow, wow, wow. She snapped her neck once. You snap everyone's neck. Yeah, you killed her brother. (laughs) You snapped her brother's neck in front of her. So and that was like the first time he died. So that was shocking to her. Yeah. Then we go back over to the diner. Elena comes out of the bathroom. I think we're supposed to assume that she like redid her makeup. Yeah, like that she did something to look more like Catherine, but the hair looks the same and the hair is the biggest giveaway. Yeah, she didn't cover up the red streak. I guess she put on eyeliner, maybe. 
supposedly. We'll have to look at it before and after picture, but I really don't think it's different enough. She asks, what do you think? And Rebecca says, close, not quite slutty enough. I think you need more eyeliner. She's being a bitch, but that's a good note. More eyeliner she would She does help. need more eyeliner. Elena says to Catherine, I'm going to need your clothes. And Catherine's like, yeah, that's going to happen. Catherine says, I'm not wearing your old Navy bullshit and giving you my Bloomingdale's shit, okay? Absolutely not. And Elena says, okay, fine. Give me your bracelet, watch, earrings, hand them over. And then she pulls the fork out. Catherine does hand over her jewelry. Elena's like, oh, also your other bracelet. And Catherine says, that's my daylight bracelet. It's daylight outside. I'm going to need it. Besides, it won't work on you. And this is smart by Catherine because it won't work on her. There's no need for her to have it. They should take it because guess who's going to recognize a daylight bracelet? They haven't thought that much about who she's meeting. They assume that it's going to be very easy to trick this person, that that person's not going to know Catherine that well. Yeah. Foolish. Alanis is fine, but I am going to need your jacket. Rebecca like grabs Catherine's neck and Catherine's like, fine. And she takes off the leather jacket and says, you know, this will never work. The bad haircut, the doe eyes, you'll never pass for me. And I, this is the first person to tell Elena the truth that her haircut looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> like the postal service guy, like, didn't <laughs> say bad, but he was thinking it. And Catherine's like, girl, the haircut's bad. The red streak. She said, if you're going to curl it, go full out. Yeah. But Elena, to prove that she will pass for Catherine says in what is an attempt to be a Catherine voice, you'll never pass for me. And it's awful. <laughs> it is truly a test for Anino Brev. Because you see that it's like, oh my God, Elena, that doesn't sound like Catherine at all. And it's both her. No. Like, it's like, oh my God, that's such a horrible Catherine. Like, it's her. She's Catherine. <laughs> it's like, Nina Dobrev, where's the Emmy, girl? You've earned Literally. it. I was shook this whole time. I was laughing because I was like, that's not what Catherine sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's an awful impression. And Rebecca says, oh, throatier, more mannish. Throatier is a good note. Elena says, you'll never pass for me. But she scrunches her nose in a way that Catherine never would. Yeah, she's still not giving Catherine. It's bad. It's, <laughs> it's still very clearly Elena pretending to be Catherine. Catherine in her mind is giggle, giggle, giggling. Because not only is the impression terrible, but it's going to be Elijah, which will totally shake Elena up and knows and them both. Know, yeah, knows them both and will probably be able to clock it. Yeah, it's so funny because they're doing so bad. And Catherine is like looking upset, like, oh, you got me. But she knows. Yeah, she's watching this, like trying to look nervous. But she's in her mind like, this is going to be so fucking funny. She's like, God, I wish I could watch it. Yeah, she's like, the only thing I'm upset about is that I'm not going to be able to see this happen because, yeah. oh, my God, I'd be laughing. Catherine says, you two are pathetic. And Elena says, you two are pathetic. And Rebecca says, perfect. Just the right level of contempt and hidden insecurity. And Catherine's like, hidden insecurity? Pot kettle, ma'am. Catherine said, at least mine's hidden, bitch. <laughs> Elena looks in a mirror and says, I'm almost there. Something's missing. And then she looks at Catherine's shoes and she says, I want your shoes. This is a good call because Elena's wearing short little booties and Catherine is wearing her customary black pumps. And to be fair, Elena's little booties do have a little heel on them. But not a Catherine heel. Then we go out to the gazebo where Elena is pacing. And we see she has the shoes. She obviously looks nothing like Catherine, but she's doing her best. And <laughs> she says, come on, Em, where are you? Then we go back to the diner. 
Rebecca and Catherine are talking and Rebecca's kind of using this time to try to beat Catherine down. Yeah, she's like gloating and it's like, it's not working, sweetie. Yeah. Rebecca says, you know, it's funny. I've always been a little envious of the legend that is Catherine Pierce. The way you could wrap men around your little finger, the way Elijah betrayed Klaus for you, the way the Salvador brothers stumbled head over heels for you. And yet here we are all these years later in a town that you've had to compel into liking you. Really? She just compelled them to let her feed? (laughs) And also, like, it's more embarrassing that you've never thought to do this, Rebecca, considering how desperate you are for friends. And what's so funny is her saying this, like, the girl who who gets men wrapped around her finger. She has your brother wrapped around her finger in this exact moment, Rebecca. It's funny because this is the point where Catherine, like, stops pretending that she's been beaten down because now she can just laugh freely. Yeah, she's only got one person watching her now. She can giggle more. Rebecca says, sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It's more sad than funny. Catherine's like, oh, you want sad? Here's sad. Catherine says, you know, you can't split the cure with Elena, right? And Rebecca says, well, she doesn't want it. And this is such a great backdoor move because then Catherine says, oh, no, but you do. Because Catherine didn't know that for sure until she just tricked her into admitting it. Rebecca just like immediately gets like blindsided by this. She's like, well, she doesn't want it. And Catherine's like, oh, you do. Because she knows that other people want it for Elena more than they want it for her. So she's already nervous about this. So Catherine got her. Catherine says, you want to take it. Are you really that dumb or just naturally blonde? And Rebecca says, I want a normal life again. And Catherine says, you mean you want a do-over? Well, guess what? You can't have it. The cure only takes away your immortality. Everything else you hate about yourself, you'll still wake up with that in the morning and you won't even be able to compel yourself a friend. Which is so true. Someone needed to say this to Rebecca. Because people keep being like, you're going to regret it. You don't want it. And someone had to be like, be serious. Like, you hate yourself and you're insufferable. Like, that's not going to change when you're human, which we've been saying forever. Yeah. But someone needed to say it to her face. Rebecca, of course, has no comeback for this. So she just, like, breaks Catherine's hand. But the Salvatores approach. And Stefan says, hey, ladies, playing nice? They're like, obviously not. And Catherine's like, okay, good. You two found us. Uh, Damon sits down and Catherine says, oh, there goes the neighborhood. And Damon says, oh, I see you got Catherine already. You're losing your touch. He says that to Catherine. And Stefan says, okay, let's get to business. Where's Elena? Then we go to the gazebo, check in at Elena. She's waiting for someone to arrive. And then we hear Katerina. And it's Elijah. Heart eyes emoji, heart eyes emoji, heart eyes emoji. (laughs) You were so excited. You're like the little anime blush marks whenever you see Elijah. But I saw him and I was like, oh, E.M. Like, I'm an idiot. I know. I was the same way when I first watched it. I was like, oh, of course it's fucking Elijah. (laughs) Elena is immediately shook by this. She does not do a good job of hiding this on her face either. She says, Elijah, you're a little late, aren't you? Girl, you already gave it up. But it's so funny because she thought it was just a random girl named M. And even if she had to think, like, if it's someone I know who it would be, Elijah would have been so low on that list. There's no way this even crossed your mind. He says, oh, you colored your hair. He strokes her face and he says, I like it. I'm choosing to believe that Elijah immediately knew it wasn't Catherine. And he just wanted to see like how far he could get Elena to go. I think that's fair. Because I do think Elijah's smart enough to be like, okay. Catherine would never wear that dress. Catherine would never wear that dress. And Catherine would not be shocked to see me. Like Elena did not hide that well. Yeah, it's very stiff. What she's doing. She's standing there very stiff. She says, oh, my God, thank you about the hair. Because, again, she's only focused on this hair. And then he kisses her and says, I missed you. And let me tell you, if you are out there shipping Elena and Elijah, you had a feast today. And I hope you're full because it's over. (laughs) Mmm, yummy. Or is it? 
I, I think it's probably over. <laughs> yeah, there are Elena Elijah shippers. I'm not one of them because I love Elijah too much. I actually, I you know, I'll get more into this to the episode. I actually like Elijah and Catherine together. Me too. We'll get into it later. But she says, oh, I've missed you too. She just like repeats what he says because she's so shook by the fact that not only it's Elijah, but he kissed her. Yeah. And <laughs> Catherine would be like, hey, here's an update immediately. Come on. Yeah. He says, interesting little town you've chosen to settle down in. So do you have it with you? And she says, do I have what? Bitch, you did not even think what this meeting might be about. Yeah. Did you think she was just having coffee with a friend? You didn't ask any questions. She spent all this time doing the makeup, doing the voice, putting on the leather jacket, and not one moment thinking, I wonder if they're going to ask about the cure, whoever this is. Yeah, like, you know that that's what Catherine is currently up to. So you can assume that the meeting may be about the cure. So you should at least be like, oh, no, I'm still waiting on this. Or like, don't worry about it. I have it hidden. Like, without having to, like, take a beat. She says, oh, it's in a safe place. You know what? Why don't I go and get it and I'll bring it back? And at this point, we can see that she's got her daylight ring on and Elijah does clock this. Yeah. Well, I think he probably knew right away that it was Elena. This confirms it for him. And he's like, okay, let's stop joking around. He said, okay, where's Catherine? Then we go back over to the diner and Rebecca says, oh, let me get this straight. I tell you boys where Elena is. You shove the cure down her throat and I end up in a box, right? I don't think so. And Damon looks at Catherine, who's in the corner smiling. And he says, hey, what about you over there, Smiley? (laughs) Do you know where she is? Yeah, guys, you should be concerned that not only that she's smiling, but two, that she's confidently smiling and waiting for you guys to mention it. Yeah. Like she is, she's baiting you. And he took it. He took the bait. Uh, She says, well, I can give you a hint. Start by looking at the town morgue. She's probably dead. And they like look at her like, oh, what the fuck? And she says, well, she went to meet up with a friend of mine. You might know him. He's an original brother with impeccable taste. And Rebecca says, Elijah? Rebecca's like, you've got to be kidding. And Damon says, Elijah's here? And they're all probably like, you know what? There are worse people for him to talk to than Elena. Although humanity off Elena, it's a different game. And Stefan says, well, you sort of have to question Elijah's impeccable taste if he's friends with you. And Catherine says, oh, when I say friend, I mean friend. The whole table groans. They all hate it. They all hate to hear it. This is not a table of Kalijah's shippers. It should be. I don't know. Come on, guys. She says it probably took him about 10 seconds to realize she wasn't me, at which point he probably yanked her heart right out of her chest. Dare to dream, Catherine. That's wishful thinking. But you knew that he would figure out it was her. So Mm -hmm. fair enough. Stefan says, okay, where are they? And everyone's silent. And Stefan says, okay, Rebecca, you do realize if something should happen to Elena, you have no chance of finding the cure, right? Because Stefan and Damon are definitely going to give up if Elena's dead. (laughs) Rebecca says, okay, fine. They were supposed to meet at the gazebo by the park. And Stefan says, great, I'll go talk to Elijah. And Rebecca says, you deal with Elijah. Catherine will take us to the cure. And Catherine says, no, she won't. Catherine said, I don't think so. She says, the cure is my one chance to win my freedom back from Klaus. And Damon says, you're going to broker a deal with Klaus. And Stefan says, no, she's going to get Elijah to broker the deal for her. That's why you need your little friend, isn't it? So, you know, some things never change, Catherine. Stefan thinking. Stefan understands Catherine's mind because they have a deeper relationship than she had with uh damon well and he spent more time like thinking about the relationship and like how mean she was whereas damon was just like pretty for 150 years pretty girl in tomb would love to see her again going going to save my pretty girl oh here's a girl who looks like my pretty girl (laughs) oh she's dating my brother i guess i'll get my pretty girl out of the tomb oh 
she is not in here. She, oh, she definitely faked her death to not hang out with me. Where is my pretty girl? I'm starting to think that my pretty girl does not think of me as her pretty boy. Pretty girl mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the show. And Stefan's like, oh, I understand. Compulsion. (laughs) And Catherine says, fine. And then she says, Rebecca, move. You have to follow me. So they go. Then we go over to Klaus's house again. We check in with Caroline. Caroline is using the pliers and she says, oh my God, you do have a hurt. And then she pokes deeper and says, my bad, just a bloody rib. Giggling, giggling. Klaus says, I am so glad that you're finding my misery so amusing. She says, I swear there's nothing in here. And if you think that I'm having fun, you're insane. He says, you know, you killed 12 witches for your friend Bonnie and you can't even get your hands a little dirty for me. Yeah, she's much closer to Bonnie. She's like, I like Bonnie more. And she's like, and I'm also like, it was one quick stab. I've been digging in your back for 20 minutes. Yeah. He says, here I thought we were becoming friends. He's soft launching the friendship conversation. Yeah, he's like, he's like, look, I'm clearly hoping for too much to get a kiss right out the gate. But I do think I can get the friendship thing to work. And then it's only a matter of time. He said, I could do friends to lovers. He said, I assume I've never had it happen to me. But I think if I stick around long enough, she'll come around. Yeah. She says, you thought wrong. (laughs) And he screams in pain because I guess the pliers hit him or something. And she says, I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not. Uh, She pulls the pliers out. She says, I'm not sorry. You deserve to suffer for everything you've done. So today we're going to do things my way. You want my help? You let Tyler come back to town and give me your word. You will not hurt him. This is a woman who knows what to do. She's asking. She's bartering. This is the time to bring this deal on the table because who else is he going to call today? Yeah. Absolutely no one. So then I go back to the gazebo where Stefan has arrived. But of course, Elena and Elijah are gone. So Stefan calls Elijah from Catherine's phone. Elijah says, Katerina. And Stefan says, hello, Elijah. And Elijah says, where's Catherine? And Stefan says, where's Elena? Elijah says, safe. How long she remains so depends on you. And Stefan says, I guess the same goes for Catherine. And Elijah says, okay, Catherine can take care of herself against the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, Elijah's like, be realistic. (laughs) Even if you wanted to do something to Catherine, you couldn't. So let's be honest. And he's like, we've all met Catherine. She can get out of this situation. He said, is she bringing you to a house with an aquarium? Okay, I think she's good. Say no more. Stefan says, well, actually, you mean the three of us because your sister decided to join team good guys for the time being. And Elijah is so fucking annoyed with Rebecca. (laughs) He like takes a second and like switches the hand his phone is in to like gather himself. And he says, put her on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Rebecca. And Stefan says, oh, she's not here right now. I left her with Damon and Catherine. And Elijah says, tell me where they are. And Stefan says, relax. No one's going to get hurt as long as Catherine hands over the cure. And Elijah says, do you understand how much my sister despises Catherine? I assure you, Rebecca will enter the moment she ceases to be of use. And Stefan says, well, just tell me where you are and we can talk this through. And Elijah says, listen carefully. If anything whatsoever, he says whatsoever, (laughs) happens to Catherine, I will descend upon Elena. And he hangs up. And as he hangs up, he stands next to Elena and she says, you're both idiots. (laughs) You got him there? Yeah. But he bites. He says, excuse me? Elena says, what happened to you, Elijah? I thought you were supposed to be a man of honor, and yet you've been hooking up with Catherine this whole time? This is a super fair question. It's like, Elijah, come on, buddy. And he says, I suppose this man of honor always shared a connection with Catherine. She contacted me when she learned about the cure. We thought we could be of mutual use to each other. 
And Elaine says, mutual use, please. You fell for her trap just like every other one of those idiots. And he sure did. Elijah says, you underestimate me, Elena. I know who she is and what she's done. And this is, I mean, kind of true because Elijah has known Catherine since pre-vampire. Like, he's not under any illusions about her. I do think his approach here is like, I can fix her. Yes, he definitely thinks he can fix her. Which, stupid. That's the Elijah special. Elijah's the big brother in a very, like, toxic parental situation. Yeah. He thinks he can fix anything. And, you know, I've met both your siblings, Elijah. You got some work to do. Yeah. He (laughs) thought he could fix Esther, too. I mean, he thought, like, Esther wasn't going to kill them. Yeah. But uh, to Elijah's credit, I think if anyone could, quote unquote, fix Catherine, he's probably the best one. Oh, yeah. I can't be mad at him. He seems to bring out something in Catherine that no one else has been able to bring out, not even Stefan. Yeah, it's closest to Stefan, but he seems better than that. Stefan has less patience than Elijah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a Stefan girly. I know you are. Like, I like them a lot. So it was it's nice for me to see someone else with Catherine that I like. Mm-hmm. I like Elijah and Catherine together. I do like Stefan and Catherine together too. I feel the same way about Stefan that I do about Caroline, which is like, I think Stefan is really good for Catherine, but I don't think Catherine is really good for Stefan. Oh yeah, that it's like a one-way situation. Yes. I can see that with So I, there's other couples who edge them out to me. Yeah. Obviously, Steroline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I will die on the hill of Steroline every single episode. And I will be defending the fort of Claroline. Yeah. Elena says, do you think Catherine's changed? She's playing you. She lied to you, Elijah. And Elijah says, she didn't lie to me about your transformation. Elijah says, you're not just a vampire, though, are you? Because there's something else. You're not yourself. You've abandoned your emotions. Why? Yeah, because he's like, I know Elena. And you're being much too palatable to have emotions right now. Yeah. And again, the Elena and Elijah shippers, I know you're eating this up. Mmm, yummy. Elena says, my brother's dead. Your girlfriend killed him. Not really. Silas did. She did help. She did set the gears in motion, but I don't blame blame Catherine for this. Yeah, she kind of had to. Who else was she going to kill? Yeah. I guess Vaughn, but... She was probably going to kill Vaughn, and then Jeremy and Bonnie got in her way, so she got a little mad. Yeah. Elijah's shocked by this revelation, we can see. And Elena says, you didn't know? Of course you didn't. And Elijah says, she lied. And Elena says, yeah, I hate to say I told you so, but duh. She's right for that. Yeah, because she is happy to say I told you so. She's like, yeah, Catherine lied. That's kind of her gig. That's her whole, her favorite move is a lie. Then we go over to Catherine's house. They go inside and it's a very nice like craftsman house. And there's a big fish tank in the middle. It's a Chekhov's fish tank. We got in the house and I said, well, the cure is in that fish tank. I mean, step one. Like, let's start there. Takes (laughs) them a second to get there. Damon says, no sudden moves, no tricks, no Catherineing. And she's like, bitch, I'm already Catherineing. Do you see my fish tank? She said, bitch, look, I have a fish tank in the middle of my living room. I've been Catherineing. She goes to a bookshelf and takes some stuff off. And Damon looks around. He says, wow, a quilt and a fish aquarium. Who the hell are you? Rebecca says, a very old lady with dreadful taste. Like, number one, she probably inherited this house. She didn't decorate it all herself. And number two, it doesn't even look that old. Yeah, it's not like she's been living there for like months and months. Like, she's hanging out. If anything, also, this house looks much more modern than the Salvador house or or Rebecca's fucking house that she did furnish. Rebecca's house is built like 
she was trying to do Versailles. Like, be realistic. At least do something like that looks like you want to live there. Anyway, so they make fun of her. They make fun of her decor. Catherine opens the safe and she says, oh, my God, it's gone. The cure was in the safe, but it's not there anymore. You can't blame her for trying this. Damon immediately says, no, I'm not falling for that. OK, Damon says, eh. <laughs> you cannot blame her for it. But you also this is so classic Catherine to do this little fake out that is obviously a fake out. But then they think they've gotten one over on her that they didn't fall for this. Who on earth would have fallen for this? She knows like, you're not going to fall for this. She wasn't trying to trick you. She was trying to make you think that that was the only fake thing she planned. Be realistic. She's barely even acting. She could give a better performance of that line if she really wanted to trick you. But she's being so obvious. Because like, she's like, let's just get this part done. Because Plus, it's like Damon already mentioned the fish tank. So she's like, he's already on the path I want him to get on. Like, I just have to move through this thing first. Yeah. She says, I swear it was in the safe. Rebecca says, what, just like Elijah's really your boyfriend and this is really your life? She's like, first of all, Elijah is really my boyfriend. (laughs) Rebecca says, for all we know, this isn't even really your house. Which, yeah, that's a good question. They should be asking that, but they did get in without being invited. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Damon says, it doesn't look like the Catherine I know. And Catherine says, maybe you don't know Catherine at all. Did it ever occur to you that you have no idea who I really am? And he said, but girl, pretty and I love. So I did know you. She's like, Damon, you were in love with me and I faked my death and hid from you. And you never guessed on that. And now all of a sudden you hate me because you're mad at me about that. You don't actually know me that well. You thought I was like a sweet little girl who just fell in love with both you and Stefan. Not true. No, I was just I was just walking around. Yeah, I was just hanging out. You guys had a nice house to live in, which was cool. I don't really know why you think you understand the inner workings of my mind, because again, it's operating at a much higher level than yours. Yeah. Damon says, did it ever occur to you that you're not that deep? <laughs> and Catherine said, no, because I am. I don't know that Catherine is that deep. I, well, I think she knows exactly how deep she yes. is, is the thing. Like, I think she's like, no, I have a pretty good read on, on where I am. Yeah, she's very self-aware. Damon says, this whole small town girl thing, we all know it's an act. Of course it's an act. That's what you all do. You're acting like you live in Mystic Falls. Yeah, you're all vampires pretending to live somewhere. Like, it's as much an act as anything. Why are you mad she's, like, living in a small town? Like, yes, she's hanging out. It's a, it's a chill place to be a vampire. Yeah. Rebecca says, where's the cure? And then she lunges at Catherine, but Damon stops her and says, hey, we need her alive. Cure's not here. You check upstairs. I'll check down. We got this. Rebecca goes upstairs. And Damon says, okay, let's see. If I was a paranoid, distrustful sociopath, where would I keep my most prized possession? She says, well, this should be fun because it will. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is going to be good. Damon says, because I'd want it to be close, but not on me. Accessible, but not obvious. I'd want to keep it safe, but not so safe that it'd be too difficult to grab and run. And then he looks at the fish tank and he says, well, that is a fancy little treasure chest in a tank with no fish. Catherine looks uh, suspicious. because She's like, oh, no. She does her little face like, No, don't guess that. No, don't guess the fish tank. No, not the giant fish tank in the middle of the room with no fish. That was so inconspicuous. How'd you figure it out? You guys. You got me, I guess. Damon says, I think I have to check that out. He reaches in, but his hand is burned because it's for vein water. Classic trick of hers. Which she learned from Mason Lockwood. It's a good one. Thank you, Mason Lockwood. Your legacy lives on. And it's even more efficient because then he grabs a net, but Catherine just pushes his head 
in the tank and grabs the cure. She tosses him aside and goes to run. But Rebecca's at the door and she says, give me the cure or you're dead. And Catherine says, you're going to kill me anyway. So what's more important to you, killing me or getting the cure? She drops the cure and runs. And Rebecca, of course, goes for the cure. Or so she thinks. She goes for the vial that Catherine dropped. Rebecca holds it and looks at it. And Damon, on the ground, burning from the vervain water, says, hey, Rebecca, like, just don't even think about it, okay? Let's talk about it, okay? Like the two rational vampires we are. Rebecca's like, and is the other rational vampire in the room with us now? (laughs) (laughs) Are two rational vampires in the room with us now? Because we are, neither of us are known for rations. Yeah, come on. Rations. Rations not. Rationality. Rationality. I knew there was some other way to say it, but I couldn't figure it out. She says, okay, give it a rest. Me taking this cure is the best thing that ever happened to you. And Damon says, don't do anything stupid. Damon's like, I would not say that. He said, I wouldn't say it, even if it's true. (laughs) Rebecca says, admit it. You don't want human Elena running back to Stefan while you're left out in the cold again. Go on, Damon. Tell me why you want Elena to have the cure. And he says nothing. (laughs) And she says, that's what I thought. And then she untwists it. And just then Stefan arrives and he says, uh, and then she drinks the cure. And Stefan says, no. Stefan's like, what the hell? And Rebecca hiccups a little bit. And then she like falls to the couch and faints. Damon drops his head to the floor. Like, oh my God, I can't believe we did it. It looks like she took the cure. And I was, you know, as soon as Catherine dropped it, I was like, that's a decoy. But then she like did a faint. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe it's not a decoy. Then we go back over to Klaus's house. Caroline is sitting on the couch on her phone while Klaus continues to try to reach for the stake. He says, I can feel the splinters moving toward my heart. Help me. And she says, I want your word first. She doesn't even look up from her phone. Me and who? Yeah, literally. He says, and what makes you think I won't simply break my word? And she says, you want to be friends? Friendship stage one. Show me I can trust you. And he says, I saved your life twice. And she says, because you put it in danger twice. Yeah, like that's not the gotcha you think it is, Klaus. <laughs> she says, why can't you just do something decent for once? And he says, because Tyler Lockwood tried to kill me. And Caroline says, we've all tried to kill you and you've tried to kill most of us. So how do you think that you deserve my friendship when you've done nothing to earn it? And he says, I will not have my hand forced by you or anyone else. And they're getting very close. And she says, what is wrong with you? I am reaching out to you despite everything that you've done and you still can't get out of your own way. God, I feel sorry for you. And she starts to go. And he says, don't turn your back on me. And she says, I should have turned my back on you ages ago. And then they just stare at each other. I thought this was going to be a kiss. I did think it. It looks like it's about to go to a kiss because it's like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. My eyes were getting wider and wider. I was leaning in. They stare at each other and she looks at his lips. If he had kissed her, she wouldn't have pushed him right away. But instead, he realizes that the pain's gone. He's like, oh, it's gone. The pain. And then he realizes, like, oh, my God, I feel so stupid. It was never there. <laughs> he said, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit. Silas got in my head. Yeah, he never staked me. <laughs> yeah. He holds Caroline's hand and he says, you took my mind off it. You brought me back, Caroline. And it's like, oh, man. He's like, yes, she did. Inject this shit right into my veins. (sighs) And she turns away and she's like, if Silas can make you of all people believe you're dying, what can he do to the rest of us? A question everyone should be asking, but they're also focused on little bitch ass Elena. Yeah. Come on, guys. You've got bigger things to worry about. (laughs) Then we go back to Catherine's house. Stefan looks at Rebecca laying on the couch and Stefan says to Damon, did you even try to stop her? Damon doesn't even answer the question. He says, you know, you forgot the part where I was bobbing for boxes and for vein water. And Stefan says, all you had to do was stall her, Damon. 
And Damon says, oh, sorry, it's Rebecca. I didn't have a pony to distract her. Like, you know damn well Rebecca's not her to distract. Yeah, and Stefan says, you let her take it, didn't you? You were never on my side. Now Elena will be a vampire for the rest of her life, just like you wanted. And this is a good read from Stefan because it is correct. Yeah, and Damon knows it's correct. He's sitting there like, oh, shit. He said, I did do a selfish thing. I was being pretty <laughs> selfish there. Yeah. Uh, but before Damon can continue to either lie or tell the truth, Rebecca gasps awake. We think it might be human Rebecca. But then we go over to the alley where Elijah and Elena are hanging out. And Elijah says, I know what it feels like to lose a brother. Because remember, Elena killed two of his brothers. <laughs> or helped. <laughs> he says, I'm sorry for your pain. I only hope you can find your way back to yourself someday. And Elena says, just like you hope Catherine will find her way back, you still think that innocent girl you saved from Klaus ages ago is in there? Elijah says, yeah, I would like to think so. And it's like, she's just really going to make this about herself right now. (laughs) It's very much talking about herself. (laughs) Elena says, you know, she's not. She's a monster now, Elijah. The sweet peasant girl you fell in love with way back when is dead, and she's not coming back. And Elijah says, I'm not a fool, Elena. Of course this has occurred to me. But what kind of man would I be if I didn't try to find my Katerina beneath this Catherine facade? This is exactly what Stefan is saying, and also exactly what Elena was saying when Stefan had his humanity off. Yeah. Elena says, you boys are all the same. Damon and Stefan still think the girl they love is in here somewhere, too. Girlie, your humanity has been off for like five days. Of course they think that. She's in there. (laughs) She's not that deep in. (laughs) Elijah says, you know, you can't blame them for having hope, Elena. It'd be a shame if the world lost a soul as compassionate as yours. And she quotes, your compassion is a gift, Elena. Carry it with you always and forever. And she says, I remember reading that in a letter once. And Elijah says, well, the writer sounds positively gifted. I'm sure he meant what he wrote because Elijah wrote that in a letter to Yes. In case anyone forgot. And you can't tell by these context clues. <laughs> yeah. Elena says, I'm sure he did. And it felt good to watch that letter burn along with my old life and Jeremy's body. Elijah's like, ouch. He's like, okay. And then her neck gets snapped. She falls to the ground. And it's Catherine. And Catherine says, sorry, got held up. In a battle of who wore it better, Catherine is eating Elena alive in that denim jacket. And the leather jacket does not look as good on Elena. It is insane that it's needed a rev, but I'm like, oh my God, Catherine looks so much better in that denim jacket than Elena. When they showed Elena in the leather jacket in the gazebo, I was like, did they put her in a different jacket? Like, that's how different it looked to me. Like, I thought they gave her a different jacket, which there's no way they did. But that's how powerful it was because I was like, oh, they gave her an uglier jacket. Even if it is a different jacket, it's so similar. It's not uglier. Yeah. But it's just, it's worn differently. Nina Dobrev's talent is boundless. Then we go over to Catherine's house. Rebecca has woken up. She's smiling. She's in a great mood. She's so stupid. (laughs) She's so dumb. Like She woke up from a nap and she's like, wow. (laughs) This is like me when I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm a vampire now. Like trying to pretend I'm a vampire. It doesn't make me one. It's like when you're in middle school and you read Twilight and you wake up and you're like, I feel different. I could be a vampire girl. It's delusion is what it is. When you're like, I bet I could breathe underwater this time. And then you go in the pool and you're like, no, (laughs) not a mermaid. Not a mermaid today. Like, hmm, I feel like I was underwater longer than usual. I might be a mermaid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so embarrassing for Rebecca. Stefan says, how do you feel? And she says, I feel good. Great. Alive. Yeah, she just, she literally just took a nap. (laughs) You just fell asleep for 10 minutes. If she just had a more positive outlook, she would feel like this after she came out of the coffin every time. Yeah, literally. 
And in the corner, Damon's using a letter opener. It's a Chekhov's letter opener. Yeah, I saw the letter opener and I was like, "Mm, no, that's getting thrown at her. Yeah, who gave him a sharp object? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Damon says, slight problem with being alive. I can kill you now. And he throws the letter opener at her, but she catches it really fast. And so it's like, that's not superhuman what she just did there. And then in case we have any questions, she opens her hand, the cut heals. This would have been low-key funny (laughs) if she did take the cure and then he just threw a letter opener in her eye. She just died. They'd be like, oops. Waste of the cure. <laughs> Stefan is relieved to learn that Rebecca's still a vampire. Yeah, he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Rebecca says, oh, I'm still a vampire. The cure didn't work. And Stefan said, no, it worked like she wanted it to. That that was a fake cure, you idiot. Yeah. Rebecca's like, oh, so I just made that up that I felt like I was human, huh? She said, on second thought, I like didn't actually feel that different. She said, well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like she felt like when you wake up on your 16th birthday, like I'm 16. Yeah. And then like the next day you're like, what? (laughs) That's it? Stefan says it must have been like a concentrated shot of a vein or something. Rebecca is pissed. And Damon just says, Catherine, I don't know why you thought she gave you the real cure. You idiots. Then we go back to the alley where now Elijah and Catherine are talking. Well, Elena lays on the ground. Yeah, well, Elena's asleep. Catherine says, come on. She could use a nap. It must be exhausting trying to be me. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes to leave, but Elijah doesn't follow. Instead, Elijah says, you killed Jeremy Gilbert. And she says, yes, I killed Jeremy Gilbert. A bombshell I'm sure she just couldn't wait to drop on you. Ironic, since she supposedly doesn't care about anything. And this is actually the first time we've seen Catherine, like, hurt that someone was talking trash about her. Yeah. Because Catherine values Elijah's opinion. Yeah, she's like, I didn't want you to know that because I did what I had to do, but I know it wasn't something you would like mm-hmm. or be proud of. Elijah says, I care. Like, you honestly feel nothing for this girl, a girl fated to live the same life that you've endured, and now you've taken away the last of her family just as yours was taken from you? And she's like, why are you looking at me like I enjoyed it? Jeremy was collateral damage. I was doing what I needed to do to survive. And Elijah says, is that what I am to you? A means of survival? And she's like, well, you're not. She says, don't let sweet little Elena get to you. She hates me. She wants you to turn against me and convince you I can't be trusted. And he says, I asked you a question. She says, no. Of course, you're not a means of survival. You looked out for me when I had no one. You're giving me a second chance now when no one else will. I love you. And she says, you don't believe me. And he says, I want to. It's my disease. I just keep wanting to believe you. But how can I when at every turn you give me reason to doubt you? I don't know you and I don't know that I ever will. So the question, of course, is, do you think Catherine's telling the truth? Do you think she loves Elijah? I do. I do, too. I got fucking dragged through it by you. When she was like, I think so fondly of the shot of her looking up at the moon, thinking about Stefan. Like, I do think there's real love for Stefan in her heart as well. People all act like she's so evil, but that doesn't mean she can't have love for people. Mm -hmm. I do think she has love for Stefan, but in a different way than she has love for Elijah. Because I do think she cares what Elijah thinks of her. She values Elijah's opinion. I think she respects Elijah much more than she respects Stefan because he knew her when she was human and he loved her then. And I think there's a status thing that Stefan was attracted to with with Catherine mm-hmm. that I think she just feels like Stefan never really knew the we- real her. He always knew a fantasy. Yeah, I think she knows that Elijah knows her better. And it's the same thing that, you know, Klaus thinks about, that he wants someone who like loves him and is able to forgive him for the things he's done because mm-hmm. you know he may not necessarily regret the things he's done but he understands that they're not 
good things and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to have to be a villain, but you have to survive somehow. And I think for Catherine to be able to have someone like Elijah, who she obviously will see as honorable, anyone does, mm-hmm. who can understand why she did things and can love her in spite of that means a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Who sees that she's still the same girl she always was, just like put in impossible situations time and time again. And Elijah does see that for her. And that there is someone out there who knew her when she was a human and loved her. And she knows she's changed since then. She had to, but can still see that like she's not just suddenly an evil person, that Mm -hmm. there's complexity to all of it. Like, and even this is obviously a shock to Elijah that she killed Jeremy, but Elijah's the type that he's like, I understand you have to do what you have to do. But it just upsets me. It upsets me. And I wish that you would like have found a way out of it. But like, you have to survive. I get it. Mm -hmm. And being able to like balance that honor with realism. It's similar to Delena in the sense that, you know, like Elijah's the Elena, Catherine's the Damon, that it's like he has to come to terms with the fact that like honor, which is something that he values the same way that Elena values morality, that there's always going to be a person you make exceptions for and you have to deal with how you make those exceptions and how you feel about someone when you make those exceptions. And that there's always going to be a gray area in morality and honor. It's never as simple. It's easy to say like, you should never kill anyone, but like you guys are living supernatural lives, something is going to shift and there are going to be things you can't control. And how do you deal with a person who you know is a good person doing something that you would think only a bad person would do? And how do you balance that good person, bad action Mm -hmm. versus bad person, good action, all that. And the honor thing is so easy for a, Elijah to like harp on because it's very like if someone wrongs me I kill them if someone breaks their word I kill them but it's like there's all kinds of reasons why people break their word it's not always like this person lied to you for this evil reason it's like Catherine just didn't tell you that that she killed Jeremy because she didn't think it was necessary for you to know that because she knew it would upset you but you knew you had to so I do like Catherine and Elijah together I think they understand each other it's very Claroline very Delena obviously I'm eating this up And I just love to see a soft side of Catherine come out again. Like I say about Damon, I think her humanity's on. Mm -hmm. She is doing what she has to do. And she doesn't waste her time on the guilt when she knows she did what she had to do. Does she love that she had to kill Jeremy? Probably not love. Probably doesn't care that much. Probably makes her giggle a bit. Probably (laughs) a little goofy because she does. Elena does annoy her and I can't blame her for that. But like, (laughs) she knows like that's what I had to do at the in the moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, people die. Catherine doesn't need her humanity off to say people die. We move on. Catherine, like Damon, is just really good at compartmentalizing her emotions. Yeah. So then Elijah starts to leave and Catherine goes, wait, you gave me your word that you'd talk to Klaus. I can't make a deal without you. And this is hard because I do think she really loves Elijah. But at the same time, she's like, I do need to think about my freedom. I do need to consider that as well as my relationship with you. Yeah. Like, And if you're not going to be around like you can maybe help me with Klaus in cases, but if you are so angry at me that you're going to leave me, like I would hope that you would be able to do this for me because like, hopefully there's still some care for me. And he says, bye, Catherine. Then we go to another house in town. Catherine knocks on the door and it's the woman from earlier who was loading her car, who had the bites on her wrists, whatever. And she says, hey, girly, what brings you by at this hour? And Catherine says, I came to retrieve my package. And the woman says, oh, yeah, of course. Like I said, your secret would be safe here. 
And then she gives her a box. Catherine opens. It's like a little velvet box. And it's the cure. We see the vial. We know what it looks like. It looks very much the same as the fake one. Yeah, she made a good fake. We have every reason to believe this is the real cure. Yes. The woman says, all the secrecy, like, can I ask? What is it? And Catherine says, no, you can't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine's like, that's actually offensive. (laughs) No, Catherine says, it's my freedom. And the girl's like, that doesn't make any sense. Because I looked at it and it just looks like a little piece of candle wax. Yeah, she's like, it looks like one of those soda pop wax candies, but with blood. They're not even good with the soda. So I don't really get it. Then we go out to the town square, the street. Man, it's so hard for these people to find Catherine. She's just walking around. She's taking her time. Where are Damon and Stefan? Come on, guys. She's standing in the middle of the street. Uh, Did you look at all? It's a small town. You said so yourself. How many streets can there be? Elijah runs into Catherine and she says, wait. And he says, what do you want? And she says, to tell you, you're right. I've spent so much time running and lying just to survive that I'm starting to believe my own lies. I don't even remember who I was when we first met and I want to find out. She takes out the box and he says, you have the cure. And she says, yeah. And I could shove this down Klaus's throat and try to kill him. But even if I managed to do it, I'd lose you. And I don't want that to happen. And he says, okay, well, how do I know this isn't another lie? Catherine Pierce deceiving yet another man. A question. Yeah, fair question. <laughs> he has to ask. She hands him the box and holds his hand and she says, because I meant what I said about my feelings for you. And I'd like to think that you feel something for me. I need you to trust me. I want you to trust me like I'm trusting you. You don't owe me anything, but I'm going to let you decide where we go from here. And this is, I think, evidence that Catherine does actually have real feelings for Elijah because she has no reason to give Elijah this cure except for having feelings for him. Yeah, no reason to give him this cure with no guarantee that he's going to use it to make a trade to Klaus because he could just as easily bring it to Klaus and say, do what you want with it or just as easily give it to Elena if he's so pleased. Exactly. What do you think Elijah's going to do with the cure? I do think he's going to bring it to Klaus to discuss mm-hmm. a deal, whether that deal involves freedom from Catherine, because let's be honest, if Elijah goes up to Klaus and says, hey, I'll give this to you if you give Catherine her freedom. Talk about someone laughing in his face. I mean, yeah, Klaus, is gonna, Klaus is going to lose it at that. He'll be like, haha, good one. Tell another joke. Haha, <laughs> funny brother. He he he. He he he, gimme. But I do think he's going to come to Klaus and Klaus is going to be like, no, I think we actually should be using this on Silas. I'm going to put my vote in for that one. (laughs) So Catherine walks away. Elijah looks at the cure and then walks over to Rebecca at the car. And Rebecca says, you and Catherine, I thought you were the smart brother. And he says, you don't have a smart brother. (laughs) And he's right. He's so right. Um, He's He's like, like, we're all stupid. He's like, turns out I'm just as stupid as the rest of you. That's the thing about Elijah is they always think like, He's the put together smart one. He's not. He is stupid. He fell for Esther's thing. He fell for Klaus's thing too. Remember in the very beginning of their journey with us when Klaus said, I'll reunite you with our family. And then he killed Elijah. He daggered him. It's like, okay, that's stupid. He should have not fallen for that. He's not the smart brother. And every time Elijah does something like that, he's like, okay, yeah, that was dumb. But he still falls for it the first time. Yeah, even now he's like, it is dumb of me to think that Catherine wouldn't ever lie to me. That is stupid. (laughs) Rebecca says, why don't you just give me the cure so I can judge you silently elsewhere? And he says, what do you want with the cure? Elijah's like, that's a bad idea. And she says, I want to be human again. And he's confused. And he says, 
how do you know being human is the answer you're looking for? I mean, it's nothing but a romantic notion. The grass won't necessarily be greener. He's saying exactly what Catherine said, but in a much nicer way. Well, and she's never even thought about this because he's like, why would that be the solution to all your problems? She's like, "Uh, because I think it would be. Yeah. (laughs) At this point now, enough people have been like, girly, that's not going to fix anything. But at this point, she's like been lobbying for the cure so much. She's like, I can't admit that it's stupid now. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, you're probably right, but I don't care. I want to live a simple life as a normal person. And when it ends, it ends. We've had 20 lifetimes together. Isn't that enough? And I get this. But the thing is, like, you can die whenever you want. Yeah, you got a white oak steak. But of course, she wants to just die of natural causes. But realistically, you're in Mystic Falls with all these vampires. You're going to die from, like, something violent. You're going to die a violent death. Yeah. So you might as well wait until you feel you've lived enough and stake yourself. Mm-hmm. Elijah says, I just don't understand. Why must you always consider our family a burden? Always and forever. I mean, those words are as important to me today as they ever were. Great question. Because why is it so annoying that you have a family that lives forever with you? Yeah. Oh, excuse you for having two brothers who do love you. Although, you know, they fight, but they all defend each other. They're crazy, but you're also crazy. Yeah. Like, at least you guys all understand each other. Rebecca says, you will always be my brother and I will never stop loving you. But now it's time for me to live and die the way that I choose, not the way you and Nick want me to. Please just give me the cure. But she gets a call before he can, you know, give her a decision on that one. Mm -hmm. And it's Klaus. So she says, what do you want, Nick? And he says, I want an update on our search for the elusive cure. And she says, let's just say things have gotten complicated. In fact, why don't you speak to one of those complications here? And she gives the phone to Elijah and he says, complication speaking. (laughs) Klaus says, hey, big brother, at last you joined the fray. And Elijah says, well, somebody had to take charge. And now that I have, I've got the cure and I'm bringing it back to Mystic Falls. Wait, let's just get it in one place and then we can deal with it from there. And Klaus says, with a long list of demands, I assume. And Elijah says, not that long. (laughs) Klaus says come home brother we'll settle this like family and he hangs up and then Caroline enters in Klaus's house and says hey I used all your bleach (laughs) and Klaus says hey thank you for helping me and she says yeah well if you need anything else don't call me I have a prom to plan he's like I'm busy and she walks away and he you can see how hard he tries to say this he says friends then Yeah, he's trying so hard to be subtle about it. But also he's like, she's walking out the door. I got to say it quick. And she says, are you going to let Tyler come back into town? And he says nothing. He said, well, that's not fair. (laughs) Let's be realistic. (laughs) And then she starts to leave again. He says, you might have noticed I'm not exactly scouring the earth for him, am I? Like he's trying to say, like, obviously I'm not going to kill him without saying it. Yeah, he doesn't want to be like, look, I don't want to admit it, but I'm not going to kill him. He's like, I know that you would never forgive me for it, so I'm not going to do it. But I can't say that because then he'll just come back. She smiles and then leaves and he smiles. Another great Claireline day. Mmm, yummy. Then we go outside the diner in the town. Stefan and Damon are returning. And Damon says, okay, cards on the table. You're right. I did let Rebecca take the cure. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. He's gotten around to it. He's like, okay, I think it's now that we know it's fake. I think I can admit this. Yeah, now that it's all's well that ends well, he can admit this. Um, And he says, I thought for literally just a second, if Rebecca takes this, then all my problems go away. And I couldn't think of one good reason to give it to Elena. And then Rebecca took it. And I realized how badly I screwed up. Stefan says, what's your point? And Damon says, my point is, I'm sorry. I had a moment of weakness. It's my thing. It's like you and I falling for the same girl. It's our thing. And Stefan says, was our thing. And then he says, look, 
We've been making the same mistakes for 150 years. We can judge Catherine all we want, but we keep repeating our own history just like she is. Nothing ever changes. It has to stop, Damon. I'm done. I can't keep reliving my life like this. I owe Elena her shot at being normal again. Once we give her the cure, I'm getting out of her life and I'm getting a life of my own. Now, you should have just never hit on the girl who looked like your ex-girlfriend after you saved her from a car crash. You should have said, you know what? Maybe good for me to not live in Mystic Falls right now. Yeah. Very nice of you to save her from a car crash because she looked like Catherine. Yeah. But you could have been like, you know what? That's probably not a good idea for me. The ship of Elena having a normal life has long since sailed. Like you leaving town is not going to end any of this. Like Silas is still around. And Damon's like, oh, well, I'm going to stay in Dater then. Like, (laughs) well, and it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to get the cure for her and then leave. Oh, yeah. Just an easy thing to do on the way out. Let's be serious. No (laughs) one's ever leaving town. You're not leaving town. Step one. Step two, the cure to Elena. I think we've seen that that's unlikely. Mm -hmm. Damon says, "Okay, you know what? Let's just get the cure and then we'll talk about you riding off to the sunset by your lonesome. And Stefan says, you still want to get the cure, even if that means you might lose her? And Damon says, yeah, it's a chance I'm willing to take. And Stefan says, guess all we have to do is convince her. Yeah, that'll be easy. Yeah, that's the biggest issue y'all have at the moment. So so they go inside and they see Elena sitting in a booth. And we also see Jolene walk by. It's a Chekhov's Jolene. <laughs> Chekhov's the third object yeah. of the day. Rule of three with Chekhov. <laughs> Big episode for Chekhov. <laughs> Stefan and Damon sit down with Elena. Stefan says, you all right? She doesn't answer. And Damon says, what's up with the silent treatment? You're the one that texted us. She says, you guys know I don't want the cure. You need to know that I never will. And I'm done talking about it. So will you accept that and let me be who I am or not? And Damon says, "Uh, no. At least he doesn't lie. Yeah. And then Stefan says, Elena, this isn't you. And Elena says, it is now. And you two really need to accept it because if you don't, there will be consequences. And I was like laughing. I was like, what consequences could she possibly have? Stefan says, listen, I was in the exact same situation you're in right now. My emotions were off. I wasn't me. And you refused to accept that. You didn't give up on me. You didn't stop until you pulled me back. And Elena's like, well, I'm different. Elena's like, yeah, but that's a different situation. (laughs) Even though it's literally the exact same situation. Yeah. And she puts her mug down and Jolene comes up to top her coffee off because she's so good at waitressing. And then Elena swiftly snaps Jolene's neck. Doesn't even bite her. And Damon says, whoa. (laughs) Damon says, hey. (laughs) Elena says, like I said, consequences. That's one body you're responsible for. Keep trying to fix me and there'll be a second, a 20th, a hundredth. It's your choice. And then she leaves. And Damon turns to Stephanie said, hey, uh, still ready to ride off into the sunset? They are stressed now. (laughs) And that's where we end the episode. So how high do you think Elena's body count is going to go? Do you think she's going to kill anyone significant? That's a good question. I mean, I think Stefan and Damon would be wise to at least pretend they're not looking for the cure for her, but they're not very good at that. I do think it also depends kind of how this Silas path is going. I mean, we know we have the three massacres, so... She could potentially kill someone large that comes right back. Mm-hmm. I think she's just going to more be killing like side people. I do think one person who should be afraid, Liz Forbes. <laughs> Elena's already made it clear she's not a fan. Yeah. I do think Rudy Hopkins could be in trouble too because he's not really giving us anything. But then also they'd have to find a new mayor. So that's a whole thing. Yeah. But just to throw out some Mystic Falls people, I mean, we have to worry about the parents all the time. Mm -hmm. 
my next question is, is anyone at all worried about Silas? <laughs> That's the other thing. I think this is another complaint about season four that I do think is fair. It's like Silas is supposed to be this big villain, but we go through a whole episodes where no one's really concerned about him. Like, what is Silas doing this whole episode? He's just hanging out. He bullied Klaus once. Yeah, he's researching what's going on in 2010. He has a lot to learn. He's really distracted by his new iPhone. Yeah, he's really, he's like, oh my God, I they have this app where it looks like you're drinking a beer. And people are like, who are you? <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry. Today I'm Caroline, but tomorrow, who knows? They're like, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really know why they're not concerned. And Klaus and Caroline had a moment of like, damn, that's a lot of power he has. But it's not like Klaus was on the phone with Elijah, like, oh my God, thank God you're coming back with the cure. We have this major concern here. Yeah, can you imagine like if in the end of season two, there was like, if episode 18 of season two was like an episode where no one mentioned Klaus at all. Yeah. Like that's, it's like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of goofy. Um, <laughs> But it, it is what it is, I suppose. I mean, once he starts shape-shifting for all of them, I'm sure the concern will pick back up. Yeah. Once he tricks a couple different people. Yeah. Because right now he's only done Shane and Caroline. Yeah. I guess he's learning the other characters, too, because he wants to be able to be a bunch of different people. He's got to study. Yeah, he needs to know who he's trying to be. He's binging previous seasons of The Vampire Diaries right now. Yeah, because it's got to be believable because they're also going to be like, what? He's got Bonnie to control and figure out. Although I feel like Bonnie's kind of already there. So what's he waiting for dropping the veil then? Great question. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Doppelgangers and or Vampire Diaries, please tell your friends and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.